Wine and Shine Podcast, episode 16. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta get it together. Here's, Here's Simply Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> I thought we were gonna do it. Okay, wait. I thought we were gonna do an awesome, like, joint thing. <laughs> Join me. Are we saying Simply Taylor or Taylor Riggs? So without further ado, Here's Taylor. (laughs) I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have got an awesome guest. Her name is Taylor Riggs, and she can be found online. She has a blog called Simply Taylor, but she also has a new cookbook that's come out called Real Food, Real Simple. She's been featured as a dietitian. She's got lots of great information and can be found on the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Red Book Magazine, Good Day Columbus. She's everywhere. And if you look at her Instagram feed, it is to die for. It'll make you super hungry and it's beautiful. And the same goes to her cookbook. She's got 80 recipes that are paleo and gluten-free friendly, but she believes in a unique healthy lifestyle just for you, finding a balance, whatever that means for you, which is exactly what we talk about on the podcast here all the time. You do you. You do with you. With your diet. So we're going to chat her up and to quote Nina, because it's my turn now, mm-hmm. without further ado, here's... Taylor Riggs. Hi, Taylor. We are really excited to have you on the Wine and Shine today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Just a little heads up. I found your Instagram page just by following some of the other Columbus like health and wellness bloggers. And I stumbled upon your page and was just immediately drawn to the beautiful Instagram photos and all of the food pictures. And then noticed that you had a book coming out. So then naturally I had to go get the book because it is basically right up my alley with these paleo-friendly and gluten-free recipes. And uh, contacted Liz and was like, we need to get Taylor on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is so sweet of you. And it's so funny because I... I've like really been getting into podcasts lately and have just been like looking for new ones. And one day on my Instagram, I put out there and I was like, Hey, like, what are all of your guys's, you know, favorite podcasts? I'm looking for new ones. And someone from Columbus put your guys's on mine and I started listening. And it was like that day that you guys reached out and were like, let's do this. And I was like, this is like, this is so weird. (laughs) I know. Isn't that funny? And I commented on that post. I did not know at the time that somebody had commented on our behalf. Um, And I just listed some of my favorite podcasts. And then I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her and see if she wants to be on our show. And it was (laughs) so funny that you were interested in listening to us at the same time or around the same time. The how the universe kind of works its way out that way. Right. It was just meant to be. (laughs) Well, we want to let you know that... So we usually drink wine on our podcast, but today we have pancakes, (laughs) which... I like better. (laughs) I like it better. Sometimes I'm just not in the wine mood. I mean, I know we're the wine and shine, but I don't always want to have wine at every episode. Right. So today we have pancakes from your cookbook. We made them literally 30 minutes before this podcast recording. Yeah. And they were really good. I love that. They were delicious. (laughs) I have never made... So I usually make mine with almond flour and Uh I've never tried the coconut flour and I've never tried it with banana. And Mm -hmm. it tasted so good. I loved the banana flavor with it. Mm -hmm. And then we added banana on top. Yeah. Perfect. Even better. Yeah. It was very, very tasty. So I'm going (laughs) to rate it a five, Liz. I agree. And you know what I love too? (laughs) And what I loved about a lot of your recipes. So my mom and I have... um, we share this, that if there are like a certain number of ingredients in a recipe or like a certain number of steps. No go. No, (laughs) not doing. So I love like that 
how long did it take us to make that? You know, like five minutes to yeah, flip up the batter. Tops. It was so quick, and we both were jointly making them. I was like, f- um, I was like four tablespoons of almond butter. Liz was cracking the eggs. I was throwing in the coconut flour. It was like this joint <laughs> effort, and it was so much That's fun. Awesome! Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that, and I'm I'm so glad that you said that because I totally agree. I I mean, I love to cook, but I'm the same way. If it's too complicated. I just look at it and I'm, I don't even attempt. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I totally, you know, which is why, you know, the cookbook, all the recipes are five steps or less. And just, I think people are already intimidated by eating healthy. So you just trying to kind of make it less scary for people. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. a great point. Yeah. And I know also when I open up a cookbook and it asks for these off the wall ingredients that I don't even know what they are or will never use again. I'm like, hmm, not quite sure I'm going to be making this or even like choosing to buy these ingredients right now. So it's kind of refreshing to see things that I would normally have in my cabinet anyway. Yes, yes. I love that that you said that too because that was so important to me as well. You know, I think the same thing. People go, you know, they look at cookbooks or recipes on the internet and it's like all these crazy ingredients. Mm -hmm. They have to go to like, all these specialty or like yeah. health food stores for and everything. And I'm like, I just want you to be able to get everything at like Kroger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly where I went right before because I didn't have any <laughs> coconut flour. So I went to Kroger and lo and behold, now there, you have it. Now I have it. Perfect. I'm ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about like, obviously your Instagram feed attests to this and your wonderful cookbook. You're like you have a passion for cooking. How did that start for you? Yeah. Um, so I, I always grew up in my, my mom's side of the family, especially was, uh, you know, always kind of big into cooking and, um, you know, all of our, I think as a lot of people, um, or a lot of families, a lot of our, you know, gatherings and get togethers always revolved around food. And my grandma was a really good cook. Um, she was a really good baker. That's kind of, you know, when I was younger, I always loved to bake with her and, you know, with my mom and especially around like, Christmas, my family's really big into um, like, you know, holiday and Christmas cookies and that kind of thing. And um, just always kind of grew up around it. But I was actually, I, when I was 10, um, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes um, or juvenile diabetes. So, you know, it, kind of a long story short, it's an autoimmune disease uh, where basically your your pancreas stops working and, and your pancreas is what produces insulin, which is what you know, helps your blood sugar stay under control in a normal person. So for me and, you know, for anyone with type 1 diabetes, that whole process kind of stops working. And so the way that you regulate your blood sugar is by, you know, taking insulin injections or, you know, now I use an insulin pump, um, but you really have to watch, you know, your blood sugar is heavily influenced by what you're eating. Um, so I really had to start paying attention to that um, and kind of nutrition and diet in general, you know, when that started and and just um, always kind of was a big part of my life. So, you know, had to take that into consideration for, you know, a very long time. And I really, you know, kind of would, would have to modify recipes and things like that, you know, to make them a little bit healthier, you know, a little bit of that back then, but didn't really, really get into kind of cooking and recipe development until um, I was in college and kind of started getting into sort of, um, it's probably like my second year in college, I started really getting into sort of, um, you know, a health kick. I was studying nutrition. I went into nutrition. Thinking- At Ohio State, right? At Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. Right around the... We did not go to Ohio State. We went to the much smaller (laughs) school in the area. Mm -hmm. We went to Otterbein, which is about 20 minutes away, but we still love Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm from Columbus too. So right around the corner. But yeah, so I was studying nutrition. I, I went into it thinking that I was you know, that I wanted to work with kids with diabetes and um, kind of be in that field or, you know, that kind of realm of things. But, you know, started blogging when I, I started reading a bunch of like food blogs and, and recipe blogs and fitness blogs and that kind of thing when I was in my second year. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, like I, I could probably do this. And, you know, kind of started playing around with recipes. Sometimes I would just post like what other, you know, recipes that I made of other people's and that kind of thing. And yeah, really just kind of got into it for myself. And to, you know, making just healthier versions of, you know, kind of normal everyday things and and sharing them with people. That's awesome. I love that story. Yeah, I feel... So my husband was actually recently diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic um, oh, wow. at 27, 
Oh my gosh, uh, wow. Which I guess is technically type one and a half if you get it when you're older. But um, apparently that's what they said. Um, But he has like no one in his family had it. So it was a really big shock um, and and really scary for us because I just knew, I obviously knew nothing about diabetes. And I remember thinking, well, I know type one is bad and type two is okay. Like that's what I had in my head mm-hmm. because I just <laughs> had no education. So when they said he had type one, I was like, oh my gosh. And I don't know, have you ever seen Steel Magnolias? I haven't, but I know that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I like <laughs> I knew the whole, like her, all her complications stemmed from type one diabetes. So I was like, is this a movie? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. It's a great movie. <laughs> I <highly> recommend. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, so we've had to, like, obviously now I am much more educated and he is too. And we've we've gone on that journey of like, okay, this is what we were eating. And um, we've, we have been doing a lot of vegetarian stuff, but kind of in the way that, you know, when you take out a lot of the meat, you put in a lot of, or we were putting in a lot of carbs, um, you know, to to take the the fill, filling, I guess, of to meat. To fill you yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. my question is, first of all, I was showing him your blog and I was like, look at this. Because you had this <laughs> recipe of, I think it was fall. It's like fall vegetables. It was like um, Sounds squash. Sounds like Zach's jam. It was. It's like yeah. squash and Brussels sprouts with a garlic tahini. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're making this. Um, <laughs> but my question is like, if you had, because a lot of times he feels like he can't, we love food. Like, our favorite thing to do is just go to somewhere expensive in Columbus and spend a crap ton of money on food. Yeah, It's um, easy to do in is. Columbus because there are so many awesome food joints in like yes. short North area. Oh my gosh, so many, so many. But my question is, what is one recipe that you would recommend that would just totally like rock his world and make him feel like he's splurging, but would be great for his and wonderful for his diabetes? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think you're right. It can be hard, you know, kind of watching your carbohydrates and mm-hmm. that type of thing. You know, you can sometimes, it can it can sometimes feel like you're limited, definitely. But gosh, I'm trying to think of something uh, that, that kind of feels like uh, a little bit of a splurge. I know in the book, I have a recipe for, um, it is spaghetti squash pizza. Ooh, yeah, so it is, um, you know, you can put obviously like whatever toppings you want on it. Um, I have a bunch of veggies on there and that kind of thing, but you could put, you know, honestly anything, cheese, whatever you want. Um, but the crust is made out of spaghetti squash. Um, so it's going to be, you know, a lower, kind of a lower carb. It's not going to give you, um, you know, as much of a blood sugar spike, you know, as, mm-hmm. as a normal crust. And yeah, I don't know. You can you can make it with all the toppings and um, it's not necessarily... I have two pizzas in the book, actually. That one is one that I call it more of like a pizza bake. But it's just like really hearty and can't necessarily pick that one, pick that one up. Um, the other one, there's another crust in there, um, another pizza in there with an almond flour crust that you can actually pick that up. Um, and same thing with that one. You, It's going to be like just much lower carbohydrate for the crust. And then, yeah, you can still add whatever you want on top of it. So I think, um, I think those kinds of little swaps can help because I think a lot of times when, when, when we think of indulging, it's those, um, it's either like, sweets mm-hmm, or yeah. like bread or you know whatever it might be those really hearty things my husband's favorite favorite food <laughs> is pizza like he <laughs> is completely obsessed with pizza sneak him some spaghetti <laughs> squash pizza i know and he recently started the ketogenic diet and he is taking um this one supplement this new drink that we discovered actually on the balanced blondes podcast he produces her podcast and we follow her blog and all of her oh, health awesome. and wellness things. Um, and he's feeling, yeah, you do. She's going to be on the show here sometime soon too. We're working on getting it scheduled. So we're really excited. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I will love that. (laughs) So many cool people Mm -hmm. to talk to in this, in this health and wellness world. But yeah, he's obsessed with pizza, but now that he's trying this ketogenic diet, he can't have certain carbs. So he was looking up some sort of cauliflower. It's it's good. Cauliflower, oh, like pizza bites. And yeah, I will ooh. have to tell him. So I've been browsing through your book and I'll have to pull out the couple pizza recipes that you just mentioned. So we'll have to definitely yeah. try those. 
Definitely, definitely. And definitely keep me posted on the cauliflower pizza bites. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> he found them on just Googling. I don't know what, if it was a blog or Pinterest or where, but yeah, we've made um, awesome. cauliflower crust stromboli. Mm. It was really good. Ooh. Pinterest, oh my man. Gosh. Where do you come up with your recipes? Do you just experiment or do you kind of pick and choose and steal from other people? How does that work? I, yeah. I have no... We're bad at Part cooking, of my brain <laughs> that can do that. Like I am 100% Italian. My mom and my grandma are great cooks. I didn't get the gene. I don't know. I can't just fathom how to put things together and make a delicious meal. I have to follow a recipe. <laughs> no, I think I, you know, I used to kind of be that way too. And I think I still kind of am. I'm not necessarily... Um, like a person who can just like, I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden like an idea comes to my mind. You know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I can, I have these ingredients and I can, you know, like I know exact measurements of how they can go together, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm definitely a person, I get tons of inspiration from, like you said, Pinterest, from Instagram. Um, I'll like, if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see something that looks good, I'll like, save it with that like nice new mm-hmm. little feature where you can <laughs> yeah. where yep. you can save things. But yeah, or in even if it's not like and obviously I'm not, you know, taking that recipe and and copying it, but I'll right. even if it's like if I'm seeing things that are, you know, it's not a healthy recipe, but it's something that, you know, I would really like or that I know other people would really like to see a healthier version of, you know, I kind of will go for, go that route and then see what I can do to sort of modify things or switch things up in a way that's going to be a little bit healthier or, you know, kind of use some healthier ingredients and and make it that way. So I definitely get inspiration, kind of draw inspiration from elsewhere. I can't necessarily always just like things don't just pop into my mind. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, good to know because that makes me feel a little bit better. Maybe yeah. I'll one day get the cooking bug. Take some pressure yeah. off yourself. You don't yeah. you don't just sit there and you're like, I know, I have Ex- it. Exactly <laughs> what I'm going to be putting into this mixture to make this delicious meal. Exactly. Um, so kind of on another note, I know on your blog, you really focus on balance between like indulging in the wonderfulness that is food and also maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And I know that you think that that looks different for everybody. So it's like not everybody's going to fit into one diet or one lifestyle. Um, What does that look like for you? And how do you kind of view that for your clients and for people that follow you? Yeah. And and that's a great question. And I think that is something that I really, um, I really try to emphasize. And even with the book, you know, it's, it's labeled on, on right on the cover as uh, paleo friendly, gluten-free friendly, um, that kind of thing. And I always, always just want people to know that it, you know, it's labeled that way, but that doesn't mean that you can't eat these recipes if you don't follow that kind mm-hmm. of lifestyle. Or um, you know, the the whole focus for me is just choosing real food, you know, whole foods as as often as possible and really making that kind of the main focus and not necessarily focusing on all these labels and um, you know, there's so much out there now with social media and different blogs and everything like that. And I did, you know, before before I, before my blog was simply Taylor, it was um, it was a paleo, like strictly paleo blog, mm-hmm. um, and I had paleo in the name, and I kind of found you know a paleo diet again when I was in college. I had been doing some research and you know heard that it was really good for blood sugar control and that kind of thing, and you know just started trying it out. And initially, I was you know, I was very strict on it and I felt great. I saw really awesome results as far as my blood sugar went and everything like that. And, um, you know, I still think that it is, it can be the basis for, um, you know, for a healthy diet if it's done the right way. But I just, you know, I kind of fell into that where I had this label on my diet and then, you know, you start to get different comments if you, you know, eat something that falls out of that mm-hmm, or right. you're you're out or something like that. And I think a lot of people um, can relate to that and, and sort of fall victim to that easily. And so, yeah, I think, like I said, I just, I, I would never want anyone, you know, as a dietitian, I would never want anyone that I'm working with or anyone you know, a client or or anything, I would never want them to think that I would push that type of diet on them or that's the only way to eat or, you know, it's a one size fits all thing. I 
definitely don't believe that. I think that everyone, like you said, everyone is unique. You know, some people are going to do great on a paleo diet. Some people are going to do great on a gluten-free diet. Some are going to do great eating full-on gluten every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it's just, it's totally different for everyone and and kind of what you've got going on and, and really, again, what is going to be something that you're going to stick with for the long term. And that's really going to be best for your, your lifestyle and not just like a quick fix kind of thing. I completely resonate with that. That's kind of our motto here on the wine and shine is you do you. And we think like, just, I know for me personally, the paleo thing does work really well. But like you said, I kind of got caught up for a moment in doing it like strict paleo. And I did feel really good, but it's like, you know what? Nothing's wrong with like having quinoa or having carbs. I know like they're strict about certain nuts, right? Or no, like peanut butter and certain carbs and things like that. And I was like, you know, that's just not for me. And if I'm choosing whole foods, then that's really what should matter. And also some like if somebody's vegetarian and not eating meat at all, then their body could be thriving that way. And it's just whatever makes you feel great. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, you feel you can kind of experiment with yourself. And, you know, I think it's great to try different things. And, you know, if you're trying out a paleo style diet or trying out a vegetarian style diet or whatever it might be, you know, I think we're all kind of our own experiment and we're all, we're all going to know, you know, how we feel best and what works best for us. But yeah, you know, with those kind of labels, it can be easy to, to be, you know, feel like you have to stick to that all the time or, you know, something that's not going to be maintainable or manageable for, you know, for your entire life. And if I, if I think eventually that's everyone's goal, you know, is to find something that's going to be sustainably healthy for the yeah, long term. Absolutely. When you go through that experimentation process of finding what works for you, how long, I've always just been curious about this, how long does that usually take? Like how long should you give if you're if you're exploring paleo? How long should you wait to see whether or not it's working for you? Yeah, that's a good question. And this probably isn't the, the answer that you want to hear, but I think <laughs> it really is just different for everyone. Yeah. You know, I think initially, gosh, when I kind of started experimenting with it, I think you guys probably have heard of like a whole 30 mm-hmm. or that that kind of thing where you kind of dive in head first um, for 30 days and then um, afterwards you kind of start to reintroduce things. And I, I think that's the best way you know, with anything that you're going to try out is giving it a little bit of time and then, um, you know, reintroducing things and just taking note of how you feel when you do introduce those things kind of, you know, they always suggest to do it like one thing at a time, you know, so you can really take notice of, um, you're not adding everything back in at once that maybe you took out so that you can really know which things are, you know, maybe affecting you. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, with a Whole30 or with a Paleo kind of trial, that sort of thing, you know, all the people out there really, that's kind of the purpose is to, is to reintroduce things, you know, and to get back to whatever's going to work best for you. And I think that, you know, a lot of people forget that, that that's okay to do, <laughs> to bring those things back in. And if you feel okay with them, then great, you know, keep going with it. But it kind of just can help you identify a little bit better, you know, I guess how you feel um, best on you know, doing different types of things. I feel like our society is so focused on restriction, like restriction of calories and restriction of Mm -hmm. sweets and, you know, all of these things. And it gets scary to bring them back in for some reason. Like we feel like, oh, we've eliminated all of these things and now we're doing so well. But really truthfully, if your body feels great adding in gluten or adding in dairy again or whatever the case may be, I don't see why you shouldn't enjoy those foods. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, I completely agree with that. And you know, was going to say, I think that's so important again to just remember that, like, I'm going to be different from you, and you're going to be different from Liz, and it's just so dependent, um, you know, on each person. And you know, I, like I said, I have an autoimmune disorder, you know, type one, uh, and then also, you know, deal with an autoimmune thyroid issue, and um, you know, I'm trying to figure some things out there. And so, obviously, you know, there's going to be certain things for me that don't work well because of those things that 
probably would work great for you guys, you right. know, and it's just going to be, it's going to be so different for each person. Um, and just, I think remembering that because just going, yeah, I mean, just going back to the social media thing and and everything that's out there on the internet, I think it's so easy to see, um, you know, a blogger or an Instagram person that you really like or really look up to or whatever it might be. And they're eating a certain way or don't eat certain things or do eat certain things. And, you know, we don't always know the full story. And so I true. think it's easy mm-hmm. to... Yeah, I think it's easy to to say, oh my gosh, well, I want to be like them or I want to look like them or whatever it's going to be. And so I'm going to eat exactly what they're eating and I should, you know, feel the same way or look the same way or whatever it might be. And I think we really hurt ourselves by doing that and, and not, you know, kind of remembering that we're all a little bit different and there is no one size fits all. Well, and I always, I mean, I always forget this side of it, but you as a nutritionist, that, sorry, excuse me. Use a dietitian because those are different <laughs> things. Um, you would know this better than anyone, but food is so sciencey. Like you forget just how chemically focused it mm-hmm. is. I mean, because you've been doing it every day, three four, to five times a day for your whole life, and you forget that there's. It's not just feeding your body. There's so much that goes into it chemically that's different for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so, um, I think a lot of times, you know, just being in the nutrition field and and being a dietitian and working with different people, you know, I think I just so take advantage sometimes of just how much I know and realize that food affects so many things, you know, Mm -hmm. so many things when it comes to health. And I, I, I forget that, you know, that's not people don't always, that's not the first connection that people see, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, just trying to to get that out there and, um, you know, help people understand that is, you know, so important, I think, because it does just affect so much. You've been featured on, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been featured on like Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and Good Day Columbus and a bunch of other mediums. Did you imagine that your brand would gain so much success when you started or after you finished your degree and right out of college? What did you really expect when you came into this field? First of all, definitely no. (laughs) Um, I think I, you know, I told you I started blogging when I was like my second year in college and just, and I think, you know, the, the blogging world was so different, you know, then, which, you know, it's not even that long ago, but it just, I, like I said, I would read different blogs and was kind of on a big workout kick and um, would kind of write about what I was doing and the different little recipes that I was making and stuff. And I mean, I, I started it when Instagram was actually like first a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I started sharing it on Instagram because I knew that no one was on Instagram. (laughs) So I kind of like just did it as my own little thing. I knew a lot of people weren't seeing it. Like I thought, you know, it was kind of a... Safe place to put out their thoughts and pictures. Right, exactly. And, And no one was really you know, doing it or no one was really on Instagram. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll just start, you know, posting some stuff here. And yeah, I mean, like my, my family read it, maybe (laughs) um, some other kind of random people uh, on the internet or on Instagram at the time doing the same thing would follow, but none of really like my friends or people I knew followed yet. So it was just kind of an outlet for me you know, kind of getting into that whole kick of, yeah. of of fitness and nutrition. So no, I never, ever imagined that, you know, it would be at this point or I would be writing a cookbook or anything like that. But it's been, obviously, it has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, obviously you found a need. And I mean, like you are ahead of the trend. Right, because now <laughs> it definitely is a trend. And I think mm-hmm. that... I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I know when you were talking a little bit earlier, it's hard when you look at social media and see people posting all of these delicious things and you don't really know what their story is or what their lifestyle is. And I think that social media can be a really good thing and it also can be a really difficult thing. But I've found that if people are putting out the information from a good place and they're being really honest and authentic and they're coming from a place of wanting to help others and not just, hey, look at me, you know, look at what I'm doing, I'm amazing. (laughs) Then I think it can be such a helpful tool. And I mean, personally, that's why I 
got into all of this was because I just found people and I gravitate towards people who like you are coming from this truly authentic place and just dishing out really awesome content. Dishing. Oh, well, <laughs> oh dishing. Fun. <laughs> Unintended fun. Perfect. I love that. No, and thank you. I really appreciate that because I, I totally agree. I think you're right. There are so many positives to social media, but there's, you know, there's negatives too. And I think it's hard. It's kind of hard to find that balance. And I, I fall into it too. You know, I, I follow all kinds of, you know, food and fitness and, you know, just all types of things. And it's easy to see, you know, everyone is putting out kind of their highlight reel and it's not always, yeah, you're right. It's not always coming from the most authentic place. And it, it can be hard to, you know, it can be hard to decipher who those people mm-hmm. are and, and, you know, who is and who isn't. And yeah, I think just for everyone remembering that Instagram and social media for a lot of people. And, and I won't lie, you know, I, I put out a lot on there and I, I like, I think it's fun, you know, to make your feed look pretty and to have, you know, beautiful photos. And, but I totally appreciate people too, who just, who post, you know, just real, you know, real photos of, of real everyday life. And I, I, I want to be better at that because I know a lot of, you know, a lot of mine are so like curated and, you know, just, it's maybe not even what I, what I ate that day. You know, it's an old photo and I, and I don't want like, I guess, you know, people will be like, oh my gosh, you know, my friends will text me or my sister and I'll be like, oh my gosh, is that what, did you have that for breakfast? I'll be like, (laughs) No, that's super old. Like, <laughs> didn't have any time or like light to take pictures. You know, like it's funny that you say that because I've kind of been dealing with the same thing with our Instagram, Liz. I don't yes. know if you have been feeling this way too, but there's one side of things where I really want people to discover like what we're doing and I'm really excited about it. So I want to post about things. And I even know, um, we posted a picture with your cookbook and the pancakes and I put like hashtag paleo, hashtag gluten-free. And in my head, I was like, Ooh, but I know that she doesn't necessarily want things to be just labeled paleo or just labeled gluten-free. And you think about the things you're hashtagging. And then you think about the food that you're posting and I'm always like, I don't want people to think I'm putting this out there like, oh, look at this delicious food I ate today. It's just like, I want to share and I want to be a part of the community. And it's more like about camaraderie to me and just reaching people that are interested and doing the same things. And yeah, the balance can be so weird. Like who knew like social media problems? We're like, (laughs) first world social media problems, but. That is so true. It's so true, but it is so, you know, it is such a part of all of our lives, which is, it's like we said earlier, you know, it's an awesome thing. And it's so cool to be able to reach like, you know, people across the country or in a different country, you know, that's so fun. What is crazy. Yeah. And it's so much fun to share what you're doing. And, but yeah, it is, it can be tough to find a balance for sure. On the note of Instagram and Mm -hmm. back to pretty things. um, (laughs) So we're obsessed with your photos and the quality of your photos. Don't stop posting them. (laughs) Don't ever think that you need to stop because your Instagram is so beautiful. So, but we're curious because we try... We try so hard. Oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> pretty pictures. And it's like a science. So if you can share, how do you make your food pictures look so... I mean, they look good anyway. Like it's beautiful food. It makes <laughs> you want to eat it. But how do you make it so pretty? <laughs> and bright and airy. And the food is just placed so well. And it doesn't look gross. Like when I make something and I'll put like all the pieces together. I tried to take a picture of my oatmeal the other morning. <laughs> and like the blueberries just dug into the oatmeal. The cinnamon was sprayed everywhere. Like the chia seeds looked like a mess. I was like, this is disgusting. Nobody wants to see this picture, but I'm really proud of this oatmeal. <laughs> oh my gosh. That that is so funny. And honestly, that is that's my meals 99.9%. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what makes it to Instagram is so uh it's definitely, you know, not what my every every single day meals look it's like. An art form. And that's why yeah, and and that's why I love Instagram stories now because it, it's like you can share that kind of real behind the scenes stuff, and mm-hmm. then and still have your feed, you know, look look pretty and kind of have the um, again kind of like the highlights or the pretty stuff. But you can still, you know, people can get to know you a little bit a little bit better kind of behind the scenes, and I I just love that about Snapchat and and Instagram stories. But as far as photos go, this is 
actually so funny. I'm always like kind of so embarrassed to answer this question because I don't even have a real camera. I just Shut use up. my iPhone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I feel like we've really failed, Dina. How do we do this? <laughs> Give us some tips. I know lighting's a big deal. I've been trying to take pictures by natural light and windows. I've been, I've kind of become like, it's like my hobby now. I'm trying to get better at taking pictures, but I epically fail all the time. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing and you said it is is just lighting. I think that is like my biggest, like the biggest tool that I use. I always try to take photos in natural light, like next to a big window or something. And that's why I hate the winter time because it's just such a small window. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I get home from work and it's already dark and I want to, you know, take a photo and it just doesn't work out. But, but yeah, I would say natural lighting is the biggest thing. Um, I always like to, I mean, my feed, you can probably tell this, but I always like to put things on just a light, like bright background. I love so I that. Use, I love that about the feed. Yeah. Yeah. I always use, I have like, um, I have like a board that I use or even just like, like it's, it's funny. Like I have like a, a marble cutting board that I'll use a lot. I just told Cody, I was like, we have uh, some Crate and Barrel gift cards still left over from our wedding in July. We just haven't used them. I was like, Cody, I need to buy a marble cutting board so that I can take prettier pictures. (laughs) Like I'm- an awesome investment. (laughs) Good. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So, you know, just having that. And I think to just, you know, staying consistent and that is helpful if you're, if that's the kind of thing that you're going for. Um, But yeah, I would say kind of a, I actually kind of shared this tip on um, Mind Body Green did kind of an article with a bunch of different bloggers. And mm-hmm. um, I know like Jordan from Balance Blonde was on there and just a lot of, you know, people who take really pretty photos. And I don't know how how I got in there with all these like professionals, but... Um, <laughs> you deserve to fun. be. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, thanks. But um, yeah, it was fun. It's, it's Um, It's out there, but it's all kinds of tips like that. And I think a lot of people, yeah, emphasize just natural lighting, kind of a bright background. And yeah, I think that is, I don't know, as far as styling, I'm I'm no expert at that. But that's why I, I worked with Allie Lehman from the Wonder Jam. Do you guys know... So her name keeps coming up. And actually, we just met with Josie Schweitzer the other day um, at Thank Yoga in Columbus. And we were kind of just talking podcast stuff, yoga stuff. And she brought up Allie from the Wonder Jam. And I was just recently looking up something and the Wonder Jam came up again. And I was like, Liz, we need to get Allie from the Wonder Jam we on the podcast. We yes. Trisha yesterday. Trisha, Trisha Hoffman. Hoffman. And she was talking about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. It just oh my keeps... Gosh. Po- like something is telling us that Allie needs to come on the Wine and Shine podcast <laughs> in the past like yes. week. Oh my gosh. Yes. She is amazing. Her and her husband, Adam, they own the Wonder Jam, um, which is a company here in Columbus. And Allie is, she is the one who did the photos for the cookbook. And so, yeah, so it was so much fun. I spent, we spent five days doing all of the recipes. So there's 80 recipes. So I don't, I can't remember exactly how much that calculates to each day, but it was a lot of recipes. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I but I was cooking and she was doing the food styling and the photography and it was so. I mean, I learned so much from her, you know, just watching kind of how she works and it it was so much fun to see her. But she's definitely a pro at food styling. I, on the other hand, you, whatever makes it to Instagram is like the one lucky shot that everything <laughs> lined up correctly. <laughs> and my dog wasn't like in the shot. And oh, feel that dog struggle. And- <laughs> Ours was just barking. Don't know if anybody heard him, but he was just barking. And in my head, I'm like, Jackson, you're ruining the podcast. Like they always get in the way, but we, we love, love them. Him. Yeah. I know. So I'm curious, just because as I mentioned earlier, Zach and I, my husband, we are obsessed with eating. So this is great. Isn't obsessed with eating. Um, So I'm curious what your favorite dish is at a local Columbus restaurant so that I can go eat it. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. That's a good question. I have actually been totally out of like the Columbus restaurant game for a while. I think I don't, I mentioned this, but I've been kind of just trying to figure some things out on my own as far as diet goes and Mm -hmm. with, with the um, autoimmune stuff that I've got going on. So I've been on this kind of strict elimination diet Mm. for the past 
while <laughs> just trying to figure that out. But I, I love Columbus and I love like going out to eat and and all of the uh, all of the restaurants here. I was at I was at Bear Burger the other night. Have you guys been there? Yeah, I just went for restaurant week last week. Okay, yeah, I went there with a friend, and I um, I love it there. I usually I don't know I'll do like a build your own burger, but I love they have sometimes I just like really get that craving for like a burger mm-hmm. with like a bun and like fries and fries um, are my have, weakness. I love yeah. meat and fries. <laughs> yeah, and I I have to say I think Bear Burger definitely has like the best sweet potato fries. Yes, in I Columbus. I've had them. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, I I love them. And then yeah, I always I'll go there and like you can obviously get whatever you want. You know, they have so many options to like build your own burger and so many different like protein choices and just toppings and cool like condiments and everything. But I love that. And then yeah, they have like a really good um like gluten free like tapioca bun or something that I love. So if I am like just really craving kind of like uh like we were talking about earlier like a hearty meal or mm-hmm. like kind of indulging a little bit like that is probably my go-to I was so craving that last week when I went there so <laughs> I had um so I have this app I don't know if you're familiar with it called rise oh, where no. um it's it's kind of fun I it's not it's 45 bucks a month so it's about like I see I've done Weight Watchers a long time ago it's about what you pay for their app so it's kind of in line with that but you take pictures of what you're eating and you send it to your coach who's a registered dietitian. And they say like, this is great or this is the worst, stop eating cookies, whichever one, (laughs) I've gotten both. Um, So, but it's it's really nice because if you give them enough advance notice, they can um, like scope out a menu for you and be like, you should try this, this, this. So I actually, I sent a picture or I sent the menu to her and I was like, help. I was like, I'm going to Bear Burger for restaurant week and I'm going to pick like, the things from the restaurant week menu and none of them are particularly healthy. Like, ah. <laughs> and she was like, um, they have collard green wraps there, like oh, instead yeah, of a yeah. bun. And I had not had collard green anything before. And it was actually pretty good. I liked it better than like a lettuce wrap because it was kind of more of a, like an earthy taste than like iceberg lettuce. It was really good. I had, um, I think it was their like hot chicken... It's like a chicken sandwich, but it was in a collard oh, wrap. Oh, yeah. I'll have to so, try that yeah. out. I need to go yeah, to Bear Burger again. Yeah, the is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should all go together. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Date. I also yeah. had the Bananas Foster milkshake. But anyway, moving on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Indulge. Their milkshakes look so good. I haven't had one, but I always scope them out and I'm like... Yeah, that looks so good. (laughs) Before we end the podcast today, I am definitely going to take you up on the offer to go to Bear Burger, though, and try this new collard greens, whatever you said it was. A wrap. Chicken sandwich. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And sweet potato fries. Yes. That's Mm, the other thing I got. Perfect. Because I feel like they're healthy. Like, they make me feel better about eating fries. I'm like, but they're sweet potatoes. So it's better. <laughs> it's okay. And- yeah. <laughs> right, right. I do feel like, and I don't even know if this is true or not, but I really do feel like bear burgers are like, like, I feel like you can tell that they make them there. And maybe I'm, you know, like they make them from real sweet potatoes. And mm-hmm. maybe I may, I'm making that up. I don't know. But I love them because the first thing that they ask you when they get to your table is like, do you have any food allergies or sensitivities or anything? So I just, I love that there's a restaurant that like takes that into consideration if you need it, you know, and kind of works with you that way and has a lot of just, yeah, good quality stuff on their menu. It makes you feel better when you go to their restaurant for sure. Yeah. I I don't feel like sick after I leave there. (laughs) Yeah. I also love how more accessible that type of restaurant is becoming. Yes. And it's a, it's so much more common. Even than like two, three years ago, you wouldn't see something as often as you do now. So I love that it's... I think people are starting... I think the restaurant industry has finally gotten wise that people are starting to pay attention to their mm-hmm. food and care about it a little more. I wonder if that is a Columbus thing or I wonder if that's kind of starting everywhere. That there seems to be restaurants popping up that are very health conscious and organic based. Yeah, I think so. I think I love seeing it in Columbus. It is, you're right. It's so nice. Even just like a few years ago, you know, in the past couple of years, there's been so much that's popped up. That's just like, so like, I don't want to say trendy, but like, you know, it's so popular now. And um, yeah, just like 
all kinds of juice and like smoothie places. And uh, we just like, went to yeah, Alchemy like Juice the other oh, day. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, it was really good. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's very cool to see that becoming like a cool thing. <laughs> it is trendy, but in the same sense, it's, it's good for you, trendy. Right. Like I, yeah. I love that it's becoming trendy because then I have some go-to places where I know I can grab a healthy juice or I can grab a healthy breakfast or a dinner. And if I don't feel like cooking, it's okay. I have somewhere instant that I can find something delicious and healthy. Absolutely. Have you guys been to uh, Have you guys been to Brassica yet? No. No, and that is on my list. I've heard it's like the best Mediterranean ever. Oh my gosh, it is amazing, you guys. That has to be your next place to go. It is. It's Where down is in the short it? North. It's on. Well, they have one on High Street, but they're opening another one um, on Lane Avenue, like near campus, sort of, or like near Whole Foods on Lane Avenue. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, yeah, it's like a, it's sort of like a Mediterranean style Chipotle almost. So you kind of build your own like salad or bowl or sandwich, whatever it might be. But oh my gosh, I'm there. So Mediterranean is my jam. It's my favorite food. I love Mediterranean food. Give me so a Greek good. salad and I'm a happy girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so kind of in closing here, where do you see Simply Taylor going from just moving on like past the cookbook? Are there any new plans or adventures on the docket for you? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think I I think it's it's funny I've been like telling people that you know, with the cookbook, it's almost like, they're like, oh my gosh, like, do you want to do more? Like, mm-hmm. is it like, you know, and I feel like it's almost like when, you know, someone has a baby and they're like, okay, so when's, when are you going to have oh, another? Right. Yes. Yeah. And you're just, and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I need some time to like cool down. Give me a moment. Like, yeah. 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 So it's, but it's totally not like having a baby, but it's just, you know, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, I would love, I, I absolutely love putting things together like that. I love, I just, I, I like to, I, I guess, kind of moving forward, I really like to share things. You know, as a dietitian, I, I talk to people one-on-one a lot and, you know, kind of working with people individually. But I also really like just sharing things on kind of a broader level and, you know, kind of maybe some of the same things that I would talk to people about one-on-one, but sharing them, you know, in, in different ways on the blog or, mm-hmm. you know, on social media and that kind of thing, uh, if that makes sense. Just yeah, kind of absolutely. Putting putting those kinds of things, you know, like a book or, you know, I don't, I don't know what else that, that could mean kind of moving Public forward. speaking uh, adventures. You should do events or things yeah, like that. Yeah. I would totally come to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Maybe that will be uh, in the books, but yeah, I mean, I think I just, I like kind of putting together content and then sharing it on, on sort of a broader level, you know, whatever that might mean. So um, yeah, I guess we'll kind of see. Um, that isn't really a good answer for you. Well, no. I mean, looking forward to it. I mean, but if we, I mean, we probably don't even know yet because if you're, if we were talking earlier about how you were posting on Instagram before Instagram was really a thing, we may not even know the next kind of platform or way to get out there yet. Maybe it's yeah. it's not a thing yet. I know. It's still yeah, like I, to be discovered. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Which is like kind of exciting and kind of scary. I'm always like, what's, what's going to be next? You know, <laughs> how are we going to, how are we going to keep up with whatever's next? But it's always interesting. I think it's cool that if you just kind of keep doing what you love to do and keep firing your creative juices, that something is going to come to you. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, then you're just going to keep putting out awesome content. Definitely. I totally agree with that. I think you can, you can always see that, you know, in people who are successful when they're just doing whatever it is that they, they really love and are passionate about, it'll just Sounds so cliche, but it all kind of just falls into place. Yeah. And not to be super corny, but we can definitely see that coming from you already. I mean, that's what like drew me to you, drew me to your Instagram, drew me to your blog, drew me to buy the cookbook. It's so obvious that this is something that you're very passionate about and that you truly enjoy doing not only for yourself, but for helping others. And we just really, really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. That that definitely means a lot when you can hear that coming from other people. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're on for a bear burger date, right? Or a brassica date. <laughs> or yes. a brassica date. <laughs> Either Let's one, do it. maybe both. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, you guys tell me when and where. Absolutely. <laughs> so Taylor, where can our listeners find your cookbook, find you online? How can people follow you and learn more about what you do? 
Yeah. Um, so my blog is uh, simply-taylor.com. Um, you can find me on social media. Instagram is uh, at Simply Taylor blog, um, Simply Taylor on Facebook. Um, I think I'm, I'm not huge on Twitter, but I think it's, I'm Simply Tay blog on, on Twitter. <laughs> the cookbook is, again, it's called Real Food, Real Simple. Um, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Bards & Noble um, nationwide and also on Target.com, which I think that's where it's actually the cheapest right now. Oh, good so, job, Nina. That's where you got it. <laughs> I actually, I went to Target. To get oh, it the first. physical Target. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then I ended up going to Barnes & Noble. Um, actually, originally, gosh, it took me a while to get the book. Like, originally, really? I bought it on Amazon. Not for any reason on your end. But then my, like, card didn't work. And so then they didn't send it. <laughs> and then I went to Target. And then I went to Barnes & Noble. But I on finally, the hunt but for I the finally book. got it in my hands. <laughs> oh, yay. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I... Um... I want to make that clear because I feel like a, a lot of people that I've told you can find it um, on Target is it's only on their on their website. So I think you have to be like Oprah or something to be in in a the Target store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a wide variety in the store. Yeah, yeah. So Maybe Target. coming soon. Simply Taylor will reach Oprah yeah. status <laughs> and be in the Target. <laughs> we'll be found at Target. That's what I know. Yeah, that's what I'll know. I've made it. If you can ever find anything I do in Target, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be in touch soon to um, set a time for dinner. Yes. <laughs> or perfect. we can cook. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> I'm not cooking. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Taylor me. can cook. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. People are like, always are like, oh my gosh, like, what are you cooking this week or what are you cooking tonight? And I'm like, honestly, I haven't like truly cooked for like the last six months after making this book. Oh, <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just like roast a bunch of veggies on the weekend and then like, throw them together. <laughs> Sometimes you need so, a break. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, this is probably like kind of sad, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us today. I know that our listeners are going to find so much value from this conversation as much as we did. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. Like I said, I have been loving listening to the your podcast and it, I love you know, ones where it just feels like you're sitting down chatting with your friends. And that's what <laughs> yeah. I always feel like when I listen to you guys. So I appreciate Thanks. what you guys do too. That's what we try and go yeah. for. So we really appreciate that. Well, we hope that you all really loved our interview with Taylor Riggs. She's a super inspiring person. And I know I cannot wait to try out some of these recipes, especially for someone that is not good at cooking. These five steps or less are like gold to me. And I know if you follow kind of a similar lifestyle as I do with just the paleo friendly and it's a really great cookbook that you can use to foster your healthy diet and your healthy lifestyle, but also like interchange some of the ingredients if you want to. If you're vegetarian, you don't have to do some of the meat options. If you want to add gluten, go add gluten. Um, She does a really, really great job about just making the cookbook accessible to all different diets and uh, lifestyles. As always, guys, if you are enjoying the podcast, head on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out and send us a rating. Um, Give us some comments. Let us know how you're feeling about the wine and shine. We are also on the hunt for topics. So if you have some interesting topics or just anything that you would like us to discuss in general, send us over an Instagram message, email us over at wineandshinepodcast at gmail.com or you can catch us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you guys. We would love to get topic ideas and just hear about what might be interesting you in further podcast episodes. We are very appreciative. We've gotten some topic ideas and are planning to use them in the next few weeks. So any feedback that we can get, any inspiring women you know that are doing awesome things. We would love to talk to them. We want to chat with them. Let us know. And that's it. So we'll catch you guys next week on the Wine and Shine podcast. And yeah, see you then. Toodles. Bye.